Welcome to Bloombox Growing Deeper. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah. And we're on a mission to help you become the gardener you want to be. Hello, everyone. Episode 29 today. We're getting ready for the dirty 30s. Oh, goodness. <laughs> With soil. <laughs> With it's soil. perfect. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. So... <laughs> We already talked in depth about my love of soil yeah. and and descriptions of soil and whatnot last spring. So um, if you want to go back to that, I'll link the episode in the show notes. Today we're going to talk practical soil. The last one was pretty practical. It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I did let myself go on tangents a little more than I'm, I'm going to try to stop today. Good plan. We're going to try to be practical today, okay. so. Uh, it is February. Mm-hmm. It seems like a funny time to talk about soil when it's mm-hmm. mostly frozen. Yeah. It's a great time to think about soil. Because as soon as it starts warm, honestly, even if we get warm days and you want to be outside, you can, as long as it's not covered in snow, start improving your soil. And you're going to tell us how, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. I will. Don't All worry. right. Good. You know, just guess. <laughs> Take a guess. End of episode. <laughs> Improve your soil. Improve your soil and do it in February. No, you don't have to do it in February. It's just a good thing to talk about this time of year because we want to do it before we plant. Yes. And it's something that can be done that won't impact negatively other things. Like I know we had a plant talk today and people were already asking, when can I start cutting back? Oh, yeah. All Not my yet. stuff. Not yet. Not for don't a while. Do it. But you can put you can help your soil. Yeah. And the n- nice thing is that the main ways we help our soils by putting stuff on top of it. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy thing to do in the winter to, you know, spread some wood chips over some bare soil before the weeds start coming up. Uh, manure. That's in my plans for the summer. Putting manure on top of the soil. And you, yeah, this time of year, you can't mix it in. I tried, I dug up a jar of dirt yesterday. We'll talk about my jar of dirt later. Okay. I dug up a jar of dirt yesterday. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was tea. Oh, I did jokingly (laughs) offer it to Toby as a glass of tea. Luckily, he was smart enough not to accept. That's good. Yeah. Um, But I dug up a jar of dirt and I could really only dig down like an inch Mm because it's pretty froze. So we're just laying manure or compost or what have you on top of the soil and the nice thing is at this time of year it's gonna freeze and thaw a couple more times Mm -hmm. it's maybe gonna snow again it's definitely gonna rain so we're letting nature act on that don't be so confident about that rain yeah i know (laughs) i mean when i walked over from forestry i think i saw one snowflake i think it's supposed to snow next week okay that's what i saw Usually for my birthday, there's some snow. And winter staff meeting. And winter staff meeting. But we mm-hmm. moved winter staff meeting, so. And it's will still supposed the to weather? snow on winter staff meeting day. <laughs> That's how it goes. So. Um, eh. Yeah. Okay. It, Are you ready to yeah. tell us? Okay. So we'll, we're just going to go through some of the simplest things you can do to okay. fix your soil. I was going to ask keep it you, easy. what's, like, if you only do one thing. If you only do one thing, mulch. Okay. Yep. With any organic matter. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not full of weed seed. I mean, you asked for one thing, and I'm already going into other things. Right, but if you right. can only do one thing, mulch. Okay. Get some form of organic matter on top of your soil. Got it. And then let nature start moving it down into the soil. 
um, if you can do two things, compost. Whether you compost, compost it, then it, mulch. Yeah. Not the other way around. Correct. <laughs> Although, if you do it the other way around, then your mulch just becomes compost. Sure. But uh, whether you compost yourself, you get it from someone, or you purchase it, compost. Um, I have been looking at easy ways to compost because there's some really complicated systems out there. Yeah, I just let it all sit until it's not yeah, food scraps anymore. Pretty much. <laughs> And thinking about what you put in your compost can really affect its simplicity. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to pick, like, a couple easy things to compost. I don't have a lot of leafy greens because we feed those to the rabbit. So pretty much all our veggie scraps and stuff, they already go to the bunny. But I drink a lot of tea, and I have piles of tea leaves. So that's going to be my thing this spring. I'm just going to – I mean, I keep this cup in my office – that brown mug where I dump my tea leaves and eventually I go dump it in the trash but I'm going to compost those this year and I'm not probably going to wait till they're fully soil because that's another step I'm just going to wait till my cup is full and I'm going to go dump it in some plants yeah and I rarely do any type of stirring of my compost either it's just a pile yeah it eventually will all break down it'll be fine one time I was going to, like, be a composter, (laughs) (laughs) and I did a lot of research, and I found how often you're supposed to stir it, the proportion of brown to green matter, Mm -hmm. how to add worms, whether you should have openings and air holes in your compost holding device. Temperature? Temperature. Mm -hmm. That you should have, like, one of those permanent meat thermometers in the middle of your pile so you can monitor the temperature. I got super overwhelmed. Decided not to compost yeah. it. It doesn't even have to make it all the way to the dirt stage. No. If it starts breaking down, you composted. Can I point out how many times you said dirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising me every time. I know. I gotta work on that. Somehow that slipped into my vocabulary it's again. fine. I mean, I don't care. I know. Some people will. You're right. Should we recap the dirt versus soil? Okay. If you want the official definition... It does vary. But the one I go with is that dirt is displaced and not acting in a system. And soil, so like things on your shoes, dirt, Mm -hmm. we wash off dirt. Soil is functioning in an environment. You have a pot of potting soil. You have a garden of garden soil. Uh, You have a pile of soil waiting to be spread out in your yard. Um, And... Yeah, I don't know. I get kind of free with that word sometimes, though. Just gotta know your audience. You do. Some people will <laughs> not like it. You're not wrong. I do. It seems like during the winter, when I get removed from the garden, I slip up on that a lot more. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was a good good thing to recap. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, compost doesn't have to be doesn't have to be complicated. No. Like the people who have like the three stage compost and they yeah. move it. Oh, yeah, I'm way too lazy that to move like my so compost. Are you joking? That sounds like so much work. I'm going to move it once. That's yeah. when it goes into the garden. Yep. That's it. Our favorite way of composting, the the way we do the most, is that during the spring and fall, not as much in the middle of the summer, we eat outside a lot. Mm-hmm. We eat on our patio right by our gardens. And yeah. 
if I eat an apple, I throw the core in the garden. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's not for everyone. Some people are not going to like that. Well, um, and I do have, I have a, like a fortified compost because of the dog. Yes. He'll that, get into it. Yeah, we don't have, I mean, now this year I might have to pay attention to Silas a little bit more. But yeah. Um, yeah, or I just, usually I throw stuff in my vegetable bed, which is raised by a retaining wall, mm-hmm. because that's what I care about feeding the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a good thing to talk about, is when we care about, like, really boosting the nutrient level of our soil, and when we just don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I care about my vegetable garden soil a lot. I work pretty hard on that. I haven't touched mine. <laughs> that's okay too. um I, I don't let people walk on it i mean it helps that it's up in a retaining wall but um i manure happens mm-hmm. all sorts of things that's where I, if i'm gonna compost something it goes in my flower beds i don't care um well yeah because your vegetables are much shorter lit they need high levels yeah of and nutrients want, to get going yeah and produce a nice mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. Your flower beds, this might be different if you're somebody who plants things like roses and stuff that has have high nutrient needs. But if we're planting natives, I try to add compost to really clay soils. Otherwise, I kind of just ignore it. I am under my maple tree. There's some really just dusty, dry soil, and I'm trying to get more organic matter in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not... I'm not like every year adding compost. Right. I'm just letting the mulch decay. I'm planting things that can handle it. Yeah. That is kind of my approach too. Just let the mulch decay and that yeah. that adds into it. Um, my vegetable beds in the winter become Alistair beds. <laughs> he likes to sleep in them and walk on them. So compaction is a problem. Yeah. And so I do try to break it up in the in the spring when I put, plant my vegetables and then I mulch with cut grass yeah yeah that's great to help uh, a way I've been thinking about it is that last year's mulch is this year's compost mm-hmm. maybe if you're doing wood chips it's like three years ago's yeah, mulch yeah. is this year's compost but I also use a lot of grass clippings and straw and it really is like yeah I put down a little bit more this year but mm-hmm. really my main source of compost is last year's mulch. Right. Mm-hmm. I am going to try rabbit poop this year. That's right. Um, I have a large quantity of it. it. Well, this has been the and thing how? that stopped me <laughs> is, well, she uses a litter box. Right. And the litter is shredded paper. Yeah. And um, I do buy the undyed mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. And paper's great for compost. But when I clean the litter box, I just dump it in the trash can. Yeah. Because it's easy and mm-hmm. I don't enjoy cleaning the litter box. Yeah. So I'm kind of cranky when I do it. I know. I was wondering, like, do you have a garbage bag full of rabbit litter that you're just waiting for spring? Well, no. Because she produces <laughs> a lot of litter. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <guys. laughs> so, but I am just letting it go to waste. So I think that what I'll do is this summer a couple times, not all the time. I mean, really, if anyone needs rabbit poop. I got you covered. How often do you empty it? Uh, Once a week. Okay. But, um, like, rabbit poop is dry pellets. Right. So I mostly I'm emptying it because of the pee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
I think I'll just like instead of putting it because what I would do is I'd be like oh there's lots of litter in the trash can but there's also trash right right and that's like another step of complication Mm -hmm. I do not need in my life to have two trash cans and then try to explain to Nick and Silas that they can't put trash in this trash can because it's my rabbit poop trash can Uh (laughs) they would possibly revolt Mm -hmm. so I think just once in a while this spring I'm just going to take the litter box outside and dump it in the garden instead of cleaning it out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes it's supposed to be it's a very um cool compost you know you talk about compost being hot like no um, i don't know okay chicken poop is a very hot compost it's super high in nitrogen okay or manure i've been saying compost sorry guys manure i knew what you meant okay yeah yeah yeah. okay Um, so chicken manure chicken manure is very hot it's very high nitrogen okay so putting fresh chicken poop straight on your plants can burn Burn them them. Mm -hmm. yeah rabbit poop is like the other end of the spectrum yeah um cow is somewhere in the middle which is why that's what i like Mm -hmm. to have um it's got lots of nutrients in it cow stomachs get hot enough that not a lot of weed seeds survive Mm -hmm. um the four stomachs probably help with that yeah and then but what you get is still very high in um, nutrients but not so burn burnable but very smelly very smelly yes you can always tell when people are composting or putting manure down man (laughs) i need more tea yeah yeah my dad put manure on his lawn one year and i swear it smelled for weeks (laughs) it does until it decomposes Uh you can kind of cheat if you so i have access to people with cows right so a couple of them are probably listening to this podcast (laughs) so sam and kara i'm coming for you (laughs) i need some cow poop i'm getting your cow Um, poop I'm sure the, they don't mind. They probably don't <laughs> mind. But if you pick out the older cow pies that are kind of dried and stuff, that's not, you know, it's already done some decomposing. Yeah. But, but the real fresh stuff is going to stink. Yeah, but it's already lost some nutrients. If it you, has, yeah. yeah. So It's a choice. Yeah, I don't mind the stink is. for a little bit. That's why I try to do it this time of year. So if I get that manure sure. down... And it has a couple, you know, a couple weeks to start decomposing by mid-March when we actually want to be in the backyard. It's not going to smell so bad. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now, I don't have a lot of advice if you're listening and saying, well, I don't have cows. Yeah. And I live in Omaha. <laughs> you can buy manure. You can buy manure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think chicken manure is one of the more popular ones. I think so. Does so. it just need to be used sparingly or no, mixed it in just with needs, compost? You just need to make sure it's not super fresh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, mix it, pre-mix it with some compost so it's not so or biochar. Strong. Or biochar. Yeah. That's a whole. That's not even on my list. No, but you got to charge the biochar. Yeah. And, and chicken manure. And chicken could manure do that. is a prime way to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did buy manure once. And I don't remember being able to tell what animal it came from. Oh, it didn't say? It didn't. I don't think it said. I think it said composted (laughs) manure. Oh, okay. Uh, Maybe it was all kind of mixed together. It was, or it was a ripoff. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Uh, But the only warnings I've ever come across is that, like, chicken manure is very hot. So make sure it either starts to decompose there's mixed with compost and horse manure um there's a lot of weed seeds that can survive a horse's stomach Mm -hmm. so if you don't know where that horse has grazed you might have concerns if you know and you know what's in your pastures then you know if you have a problem or not but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you don't know 
if you just bought some horse manure. It has the potential to have weed seed. What about goats? I know nothing about goats. Sheep? They didn't rank on the warning scale. Do you want me to just keep naming animals yeah. and see what? What else can we get compost from? Gua- bat guano is super popular. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know if this is true, but I read the story that bat guano started being used for compost when some students at Oxford, as a joke, wrote in the grass of the commons with bat poop. And the next spring, the grass grew better there, mm. and you could still read their bad words that they'd written. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if that story's true, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Where did a lasting they find legacy. A lot of back water. They know. must well in Is Oxford the with all the bell towers. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hope it's true. I hope it's true as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really, I know that dog poop is not a good compost we want to talk about herbivores yes i know which i was just gonna say because i remember in um harry potter they use dragon oh yeah which would not be good it would not be good they are definitely carnivores yeah we don't want car- no carnivore poop yeah omnivores might be questionable mm-hmm. uh, i think they just really like dragons at harry potter they i think use they it for do. everything yeah dragon hide gloves they have dragons which, considering they were, like, protected animals, and then they were making everything out of dragon hide, that was kind of a and confusing concept. fighting them. Yeah. In Triwizard Turn. But it was it's, illegal to own them. That right. was very... It's a whole other conversation <laughs> we could have someday. I do not know the, um, you know, soil-building qualities of dragon manure. Yeah. But I do know that herbivore manure is good for your garden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mulch. We'll just go back to that real fast because we did kind of talk about wood chips versus straw. Mm -hmm. Both decompose, both build the soil, wood takes longer. That's all I have to say on that matter. Yep. You brought up compaction. I did. Ugh. It's the bane of my existence. (laughs) Well, with your dog, I can understand that. Mm Mm-hmm. He does both, though. He compacts things by walking on it, laying in it. And then he also stirs things up by digging. Well, can you teach him to, like, lay on it and then stir it back up? No. He's not teachable. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's learned everything he's going to learn. So I go back and forth on on how much I care about the compaction's a really big problem, Mm -hmm. especially if you are in a newly constructed neighborhood or your yard has really obvious walking areas. Like, I think of your backyard. I I would walk through your backyard in only one of three ways. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. probably change my path very often. So if you have a path you follow, that's going to be your path. It's going to be really hard for stuff to grow there, but that's fine. It's your path. Mm -hmm. Um, If you walk everywhere in your yard kind of um, equally, you're spreading out that compaction more. But then you might also be creating enough to worry about. Um, so when I'm in my garden, I try to stick to like the same ways of entering it. And sometimes if it's like there's a path we take, we cut through one of our gardens to get on and off our patio. Yeah. So Nick just put down paving stones. Mm-hmm. It's just a path now. There's yeah. no point in it not being a path. Right. Um, but I try to make sure that's the way I come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of stick to it. Yeah. Because it does. Even your footprints matter. Um, they build up into some decent compaction. 
Yeah. I don't even try to put anything where the dog walks. Yeah. His regular path. No. Mm -mm. I I mulch it for him. Very kind of you. Well, mostly for me. Yeah. To keep the mud out of my house. I'm sure he he maybe appreciates it. I don't know if he does. He probably... It might be kind of pokey. Yeah. He's a dog. (laughs) If you're dealing with compaction, a -hmm. lot of people's... Or if you're trying to create a new garden where there's not been one, a lot of people's first reaction is to till it up. Yeah. How do you feel about tilling? It's what caused the dust bowl. (laughs) So I'm a little bit against it. I mean, I get it. Part of me gets it with new construction, Mm -hmm. especially because like, man, it's so compacted after construction and then also, there might be good stuff underneath. Yeah. But otherwise, you're just tilling up bad things. My, I used to be like, no, there's no reason to till in the garden. Mm-hmm. But I've been learning that really our problems from tilling come from the repeated use. Right. So the, the reason that people can be hard on tilling is you've got these blades turning. And they're going down into the soil and they're digging up and mixing it. But they're, they could only reach so far. And the point where they reach, that mixing stops. And also that blade is rubbing there. And if you have any clay at all in your soil, it's smoothing it together and creating... And further compacting And further it. compacting it. And if you run the same tiller over the same garden, the same depth, multiple years in a row, mm-hmm. you're just like... Um, firming that compaction up more yeah. and more and more. We call that a hard pan. Mm-hmm. Um, it is most noticeable in agricultural fields where the tilling is extremely regular using the same equipment. In the same pattern. In the same pattern. Uh, but it does happen, you, you know, people that bring out the rototiller in their garden every mm-hmm. year, That it, the same thing happens. Yeah. So, but tilling once or twice in a new garden or, like you said, new construction is... It might start the beginning of that process, but then if you never do it again, your plant roots are going to break it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Eventually, tilling over and over in the same place makes it really hard even for plant roots to penetrate that hard pan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it can especially help when you're creating a new garden in like a lawn conversion yeah. Yeah. type situation. Because in the lawn conversion, lawn itself creates a hard pan, yep. but it's very shallow mm-hmm. um, exactly. from the mowing convection and the the um, saw mm-hmm. that the grass creates and you're busting through that um, yeah and we have to I mean because we've talked about many times gardening needs to be sustainable for you mm-hmm. so if you have back problems or just really any type of thing that makes it hard for you to dig some maybe tilling's the only way that's going to make it so that you can garden yeah and we want you know we want to start at least reasonably well and then hopefully if we're plant if we're talking about a perennial garden especially with native plants we're hoping to only plant that once or twice yeah yeah so, <laughs> there's really not uh-huh. even an opening for the tiller to come back in right and when we talk about new construction where we have like a couple inches of topsoil on top of pure clay mm-hmm. then we need to like push some organic matter down in yep. there yep. yeah it's really just so I kind of brush off that topic, mm-hmm. but I know that there are people who vegetable garden as well, and that that's when it becomes an, an issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Just plan it straight in. Don't yeah. you don't need to tell. And yeah, I just don't do a whole lot. I I have never planted personally other than projects into straight con- into new construction. But I've been on projects where yeah, you needed they need to move some organic matter down into that clay in order to even dig a hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, Absolutely. I mean we just have no way to even <sighs> yeah start here mm-hmm. but once we get plant roots down in there if you try to start digging the hole and then you go man maybe if i put some water on this it'll loosen up and then you put water in it and it holds the water yeah. for a good amount of time you have a problem you have a problem and i've been at planting projects where yeah. that has happened yep uh-huh. uh, we go back a half hour later it's still a pond mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like oh maybe this should just be a water feature yeah right. <laughs> Till this dries up, I don't know what we're going to do. Okay. An interesting... Well, let's stick with with this topic. I'm not going to move on yet because we kind of turned tilling into a discussion on clay. Yeah. And uh, one of the cool things about plants is that some of them are super well designed for their roots to break up that clay. Clay busters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I tried Googling that to get a list. I got a lot of... um, people's trap shooting teams named oh. the clay busters <laughs> that's a good trap shooting name. <laughs> and i hadn't thought of that but that is a great trap shooting team name um so that wasn't very helpful but no. we can Mm-mm. we can draw conclusions so i mean if you think about anything typically used for cover crops so big root systems like beets and radishes and then we think about things with like really strong root systems that can grow a tap root and we think about things um with very fibrous root systems that let some of that root system die off each year and become organic matter. So the big ones are obvious, you know, a turnip is going to bust the ground open. And even if we pick that turnip, there's now a hole where other organic matter can move in. Or you could throw some compost in there. Yeah. Or you could leave that turnip to rot. Yeah. That might smell bad. But (laughs) then we have things with like really deep tap roots that are able to push past if we have a hard pan issue. Peptisia. Peptisia is one. Um, Liatris is another Mm -hmm. one. And then if we think about things with really fibrous root systems, like uh, Rudbeckia or something, those fibrous root systems have to. Susan. I'm sorry. Yes. No, I was just. Well, I wrote it. it. I wrote it as Black Eyed Susan on the list. Just for people who don't know what root back yet is. Um, Oh, coneflower is another good taproot one. Mm -hmm. So those fibrous root systems, though, like a third or a half of them, they let it die every year. They keep like a main structure. Right. And the little tiny roots, they die and regrow. Mm-hmm. And every one of those little tiny roots that dies is now organic matter decomposing in down in, in the, the soil. soil. Yeah. Right where we wanted it. With the worms. Yeah. With no effort on our part yeah, to till perfect. or oh. dig up that soil. Exactly what I wanted. And I'm a fan of things that yeah. require no effort mm-hmm. on my part. What about goldenrod? I think goldenrod's an excellent one, especially because it's one that is tolerant of, like you said, when we have a lot of clay and it holds water for a long time, goldenrod's really tolerant mm-hmm. of that. And But then it's on the flip side, it's really drought tolerant. So right. as we move to a garden that drains better and we lose that moisture, we can keep It'll the It'll be resilient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about some native grasses? Because Gra- they're yeah. pretty good at clay busting. Grasses are excellent. Mm-hmm. The 
only downside to grasses is that while it's still really clay, a lot of them may flop. Oh, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. fine. It just is, unless that really bothers you. <laughs> then it's not fine. Right. Um, so like, maybe wait a yeah. couple years to put it in the grasses. The nice thing about grasses is they're both clumpy forming. Right. But also really fibrous. So they're mm-hmm. like the perfect balance of those two things. And they go pretty deep. Yeah. They grow really deep, especially mm-hmm. prairie grasses. Mm-hmm. But, like, Big Blue Stem is one of my favorites. And it's tolerant of the water, but tolerant is not the same as thriving. Oh, right, right. And so it, it'll it flop for a few years until it gets that drainage going. But maybe that can be your sign. Yeah. Look, it's working. My goldenrod stood up. Yeah. Or you could just be fine with that um, is also yeah. an option. But I, if it really bothers you, you should know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. And then some of our other grasses that we can grow, even in eastern Nebraska, they really want drainage. So like side oats and little little blue stems, a little more dependent on which variety you get. Hmm. But like side oats and um, what's the other? Boodalua. Blue grama. <laughs> I was just laughing at Boodalua. And I might be saying that differently. Yeah, I know. I have no idea what's right and what's wrong. Uh, so I just go with it. But they're Curtipendula and Grama, mm-hmm. and they're both the same genus. But they like the drainage. So even though they're both native to Nebraska and they can grow in eastern Nebraska just fine, you're going to want to wait until after you get the clay taken care of sure. to add mm-hmm. them to the garden. Yeah. That's a really good lead into my next suggestion, which is cover crops. Mm-hmm. These are perfect. Yeah. And we're not talking about farming, even though they use cover crops a lot. And some of the same cover crops. It's some of the same ones I'm going to suggest. So the theory with cover crops is that you're planting them to grow for a while before you plant your garden. Mm -hmm. That's the maybe the common way to use them. But there's nothing wrong with having them grow while your plants mature. Um, Or even just in amongst your plants for the heck of it. So we're talking about, like we said earlier, things with big fat roots, like turnips and beets and carrots and radishes, or things like clovers that can fix nitrogen into the soil. And have very fibrous root networks. Yeah. Like they're all connected. Right. Underneath. You can like roll clover like a carpet. I think clover's really fun. The t- anybody who likes turf is panicking mildly because <laughs> we're talking about clover. There's a time and a place. There is. And it's so good for the bees. Mm-hmm. The bees love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can. you could either go traditionally and say you're creating a brand new garden bed and you rip up the sod in the spring and you get some compost down and you plant a cover crop and you just leave it that way all summer and let that cover crop grow root system and push the organic matter down into the soil and then in the fall put in your permanent plants into what's not going to be a perfect soil but well on its way Mm -hmm. that's one way to do it i'm going to try an interesting method this year okay what are you gonna do my vegetable garden is a finite amount of space Mm -hmm. and i'm running out of room yes but i really 
don't want to stop growing anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start planting my carrots randomly throughout my garden. (laughs) (laughs) And just like there's this garden where I'm having a lot of trouble with the clay and I'm just going to plant a couple rows of carrots right through the middle of my plants. I like it. We'll see how it goes. I have a feeling I'm going to completely and totally forget that I did that until this blooming carrot is sowing seeds all over my yard. Yeah. But we'll see. I would never get the carrots because the rabbits would get them. Yeah, we have not a lot of rabbit problems. We have a lot of cats and hawks in Wahoo. All I did last year was battle rabbits. I know. I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a rabbit problem, there's still nothing wrong with growing a carrot. But you no. might want to not assume you're going to get to No, it. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try Well, but it. anything with rabbits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty true. <laughs> yeah, You could do the same with radishes. I just uh-huh. don't happen to like radishes. Yeah, I'm not a big radish person either. But I figure this is like the best of three worlds. Like, I'm getting carrots, I'm getting more room in my vegetable garden, and I'm improving the soil mm-hmm. in my plant garden. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, let us know what happens. Yeah. Have you done in cover crops at all anywhere? I have not. I have not either, but I'm I'm a big fan of what I hear people having success with. Yeah, I mean I have clover in my lawn and things like that, but not on purpose. I didn't put it there on purpose, <laughs> but I also did nothing to deter it. Yeah, because I I liked it. So I mean I, I have no problem with clover in lawn. It used to be standard that mm-hmm. clover was seeded in right. with turf grass, and they you know benefited each other, and then. We had excess nitrogen after a couple periods of time of heavy nitrogen production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we started saying, well, we don't need clover. We'll just fertilize. Yeah. And now we have no more clover in our lawns. Except for mine. Yep. Okay. Is there anything else you're planning to do soil-wise this spring? Just whatever you tell me to. <laughs> you have there's creative do things you come lot of, up with i don't do a whole lot with the soil though i forget about it which is gonna come back to bite me it's what most people do yeah yeah i just don't even think about it i try like my raised beds to put some compost on but, yeah. I, but I buy it because um, as we talked about my compost i think it's been breaking down for about five years now so <laughs> This is going to keep going. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, when I think about it, I do it. Uh, that sounds like every project I work with. Mm-hmm. I have not, like, fully explained this to every project, but this year we're going to be collecting photo evidence of site preparations for yeah. projects because everyone forgets about the soil. Mm-hmm. Even if I put it on the list of things to do, they see gather shovels access water they skip the line about soil (laughs) well they go it's there yes it's there we killed the grass Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's just an education thing and a reminder there's a lot to do to organize a planting and i get that so i try to do my best to come up with ways to help people remember each step yeah so that on planting day we can have fun instead of um calling our chiropractors for emergency (laughs) appointments yeah that that's good <laughs> we're paying workers comp yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, otherwise i don't think you know i'm really interested we've 
we keep talking about this rock pile project that Nick and I yes. are, are about to take on. Mm-hmm. And I think here in the next couple of weeks, once it, you know it's warming up, we're going to start moving rocks. And I'm real curious what the soil's like under there. Yeah. that bring, I was visiting my sister in Little Rock last weekend. And they have, um, next to their house, the last owner put in this like little fence that was they had uh she had dogs oh okay and my brother and sister they don't brother-in-law and sister you know (laughs) whatever they don't have dogs so it's like fenced in and then just river rock oh those poor dogs i know and it's in between two houses so it never got sun okay i mean so Maybe I was picturing like their poor burnt paws and things. I I'm sure they were fine, and it's is pretty small. But I asked my sister, "How's that working out for you?" <laughs> <laughs> and she said, "Cause they're um gonna have a new baby, and so they want to put like some play equipment yeah. out there for the kid, right?" And so I said, oh, are you going to leave the rocks? What are you going to do? And she goes, well, I was thinking we would tear up the rocks. And I said, "I, if you can get all these rocks up, I am going to be so impressed with you. Like, I was like, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. If I were you, I would just spray it and put down a path. <laughs> so I am not going to do that work. Is it river rock or is it like smaller gravel? No, it's river rock. Uh. Like, it's a big... And, you know, if a lady had her dogs running on it and she just kept putting more rock on top, who knows how, how deep, deep it is. is. I think... Oh, knowing oh, her husband, he'll do it. That's good. man, dude's a beast, but well, I wouldn't. He might need to work off that anxiety as they get closer to the baby, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, as far as I can tell, ours is fairly shallow. Mm-hmm. Maintenance was not... The people that lived in our house, as far as I can tell, were very great about doing projects and not so great yeah. about taking care of them. I still think you're going to find something under there. I We have no idea. So we know the people, you know, our house went through a few owners. It's from 1930. But the, the owners we bought it from lived there pretty temporarily. The people before them were more invested in the house mm-hmm. and had a design and done and installed by a big design company and they left us the folder and this square is marked off of the square and says homeowner cannot work here and we don't know i think there's gonna be (laughs) something there we don't know if that means that they didn't want to they didn't have the budget they didn't feel like moving the rock or if there's like a cistern i mean i think uh, yeah i think you're likely to find like a cistern or something i hope it's a body because that would be more Ew, fun. I hope it's not a <laughs> Just body. A skeleton. Ew. I've been watching a lot of bones. <laughs> this is not Halloween. Ugh. I don't care. It would be fun. <laughs> well, I did. I did bury. I lost one of my parakeets this winter. Oh, sorry. It's okay. How's I, your other one doing? Because they're much they're better. Pear. Oh, yeah. He didn't like it. Um, did no, he kill well, him? Well, so the my bluebird. <laughs> was the dominant one uh-huh. and she's gone and the yellow bird is now showing much more personality <laughs> <laughs> so i think we had a case of bullying did the yellow bird off the blue bird i don't know <laughs> i hope not i hope not either 
but I'm glad. The yellow one's not very smart, so you might be mm. giving her more credit than okay. she deserves. Well, I'm glad the yellow one is yeah. doing fine. But she's doing great. Okay. Um, she's she's dislikes to be left alone to exist. Mm-hmm. But same. <laughs> I relate. I, we buried the one that we lost in mm-hmm. the garden. Yeah. And so someday someone will find her. Uh, but it's just a tiny birds bird. Birds probably break down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I am very sad. I yes. liked my bird. Yes. But yes. I can joke about it. And the likelihood of that lasting through the summer without some animal coming oh, by no. and finding it is fairly low. So. Yeah. I don't know. You, it might be okay. We'll see. You can put a little, put a paving stone on top you of know, it. You know, our garden came with a, a like a dog paving stone oh. for a lost dog. So we do think that there's a dog in our backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe you could put a little birdie one. Yeah. You, or just Silas repurpose the one. dog one for this bird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Know. Well, you do. You anyway, do yes. <laughs> we'll move on from the pet mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to find. But I am kind of preparing myself for even if it's just rock, it's going to be kind of compacted. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how clayy it will be. What if you find out that that rock is just the top of what has filled in a cistern and it's like feet deep? This is a really big hole. How will we even know? Because I don't like we're not well, going to When dig are you going to stop? Yeah. yeah. Like you got it beforehand set. Like we're not going to go deeper than. <laughs> like what's. Yeah. Three inches? Maybe we need a metal detector. <gasps> we could be pirates. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. think pirates use metal detectors. <laughs> modern pirates I guess modern do. pirates. I forget they're still <laughs> pirates. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, well, no. Okay. What I was thinking of is the people looking for the pirate treasure. Oh, like yes. That, the that, modern day folks yeah. who go out to the beach and like search for wedding that's rings. Like in Canada where they always end the episode with like... A potential clue. Yeah, yeah. And they never find anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be us. We'll just be digging the hole. <laughs> Full of rock. <laughs> one year, one day, we won't show up at work and people will be like, where'd they go? And we'll just be digging our hole. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, now I'm kind of worried for you. <laughs> we won't. You're... I'm Don't, not like, going to... fall in or no, something. we're not going to oh, dig no. that deep of a hole. That sounds like so much work. Yeah. I mean, by the time we scrape all that rock off, you think we're going to really have energy to just sit there and dig a hole? No. Okay. All right. Well, don't worry. We'll be fine. Keep us informed. I am going to purchase all my plants from Spring Affair to fill that spot. So it better be plantable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's enough to do, I think. Mm -hmm. I think so. Prepare your soil, sharpen your spades. That's right. And buy Spring Affair preview tickets. Yes. Yay. So, yeah. Don't Is it on? They are on sale They're now. on sale okay. now. Go to plantnebraska.org. It should be the first thing you see because we're not dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we know a little bit about marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one new announcement is, so the podcast has always been available through your podcast apps. And it's always been available just through the show notes blog. Mm-hmm. Although I do know that there's a delay, guys. I appreciate everybody who has reminded me, but there is a delay if you listen through the show notes that it doesn't populate the newest episode right away. But um, you can now listen on YouTube. 
We're YouTube official. We are. We've had a YouTube for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, I put up little how-to videos. We have a yeah, very some good stuff on there. popular video of Bob chunking soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put up all of our webinars and our talks. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes it's a really convenient way to listen to stuff. So all of our episodes are now on YouTube. Will you link to that in the show notes I for will. everyone? Okay, yes. perfect. Yes. All right. So, yeah, don't forget, check out the YouTube, buy your Spring Affair preview party tickets. We have two options for Spring Affair this year. So, for the preview sale, that is, you can come get your full dinner, get get your dinner on, and then shop. Or you can come just for the shopping. Two different ticket prices. Also, there's member rates and non member rates. So, renew your membership, buy your tickets. If you don't want to come to preview sale, that's fine, too, because then we're just open to the public. Yeah. For three days? Two days. Two days. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Friday, Saturday. And the Friday is Arbor Day, so if you oh. get Arbor Day off. Yeah. Or and you need your Arbor Day tree. And you need your Arbor Day tree. We got you We covered. got trees. That's yeah. right. It's going to be great. So um, those, I think, are all we have. All so right. So we need to do our plant. Did you select the plant of the week? Of course not. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, all right, Sarah, what's your plan of the week? Okay, mine's going to surprise you a little bit. I doubt it because you already told me. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> surprise everyone else. <laughs> Blueberries. Is a fruit, not a plant. Well, they grow on a plant. <laughs> <laughs> they grow on a bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we are going to try this year to... So we, we can grow... We can't grow blueberries in Nebraska, not because of their hardiness, but because they like a really acidic soil. That I knew. Yeah. But we can grow them in containers. Mm-hmm. So Where you can control it. Where you can control it. So we're going to try blueberries in containers this year. I'm going to go get two. How big of a container do you need? I'm going to get a couple 12-gallon grow bags from Bob. Mm-hmm. 12-gallon? Yeah. Probably, I think 10 would maybe work. Um, Space is not my issue, just being able to control the soil. Right. So I thought bigger would be better. Maybe not. Well, that just seems really big to me, but I'm... It is, but they're bushes. Yeah. I didn't even know we had grow bags that big. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just signed the checks, guys. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we don't use them often. We just have this stash in the greenhouse from... Mm-hmm. A lot of grow bags, I guess. But we're going to try it. I think we'll have to plant two for pollination. Yeah. And it sounds like mixing some potting soil with sphagnum moss to make sure that you're... The drainage? The pH. Oh, the pH. Yeah. And then, like, that's what you plant in, and then there's an acidic fertilizer that you can use going forward. I mean, I do love blueberries. I know. And I love... Love watching Silas pick strawberries in our garden. And then we have blackberries in the alley. Mm-hmm. And I just thought blueberries fit. Yeah. So it'll, I mean, I don't think we're going to get any blueberries for like three years, but we may as well try. You should plant a plum. Then you can pick plums. I don't like them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I shouldn't right. admit that. <laughs> oh, Everybody no. here loves wild plums. And I. Or don't. You're crazy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> okay. What's your plant of the week? Well, I recently inherited quite a few houseplants. Ooh. Some peace lilies. Some kind of bromeliad. Okay. 
which I've never had any luck with. I, I'm not good at those. Those are the things you have to water on top. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've never. I remember taking care of them when I worked at a nursery in college. They seemed... They're finicky. Yeah. Anyways, so I am thinking about all of these houseplants that I'm trying to alive. My houseplant corner has grown a lot. Yeah. Because I decided to plant it from outside this year for the first time that I used to just let die. And now I'm keeping them in. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of houseplants to attend to. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where I have to water a lot more frequently and really keep track of Are schedules. Are you pretty good at that? I'm not. No. I'm so bad at that. Unfortunately, I kind of wait till I see signs of needing water, which I don't think is the best way to do it. I've noticed you and Toby in your offices just have jars of water with um, pothos and stuff yeah, in them. Mine's starting to not. I had Bob get me some soil so I can plant oh, it. See, I was going to say that seems like the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think this year my office house plants are going to start transitioning to cactuses like mm-hmm. Bob's because... I just, like, I have to stand on my desk to water them. Yeah. That's a pain. Yeah, yours are hard to get to. And I'm just kind of, and then, like, I can be not in the office for, like, four days at a right. time. And then all of a sudden it's the weekend, and then mm-hmm. it's been three weeks since they got watered. Yep. It happens worse in my office than it does in yeah. my house. I brought my sure. palm tree in this winter, and it objected to the dryness of the air. Yeah, it did. It's not <laughs> it's very <dead. laughs> um, it's sad. And I tried to water it, and I tried keeping up with spritzing it, but it just like we have. It is so dry in our offices mm-hmm. that it. it I think oh, it just didn't like it. We should have got a humidifier. For I thought it. about it. That seemed like a lot of work for a twenty dollar <laughs> palm tree. <laughs> it happens. Anyway, that's soil. For this year. And plants. And plants. Yay. And a few other random topics. We just threw in there. But, you know, we're going to start recording here, kind of stacking them up mm-hmm. to get, since the spring gets so busy and um, we're already busy. So if they get a little delirious, <laughs> check on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to start moving back into more mm-hmm. technical topics and and advice and ideas instead of the more you know community-based thoughts and i'm sure we'll have another spring affair preview coming up i'm sure we will yeah where we talk about our favorite plants yay yay okay all right thank you everybody for listening don't forget to rate and review us send us your questions bloombox and bloombox growing deeper are both programs of the nebraska statewide arboretum Mm -hmm.